I believe that Dungeons and Dragons is a direct quote from the pit of hell. Hey there, Brinton. Uh, just a few questions about your Kickstarter, Rune and Conquest. You look to have essentially created a fully immersive world in one go, rather than say just a module which would represent a small slice of the world while building up over several books. Did you already have the world in the back of your mind, or was it just created fresh for the book? Do you have anything planned to expand the world you've created, fiction for example, by you or anyone else? So it was pretty much all created for the book. Uh, that being said, I do a sort of standard creative thing where whatever I write is a collection of all sorts of references, interests, themes, movies, fucking music built up over the years. This means that even if I wasn't actively working on the world, I was just sort of percolating in my crazy brain along with a hundred other projects, waiting to be dumped out when the moment came. So my goal is to have just the main book, Ruin and Conquest, be everything you need to play in the world. I do plan to add additional content, like adventures, etc., but that will be supplementing this main book. It might even be released for free on the website. Uh, the next thing I'm working on is a linked set of adventures in mind. Um, so that's what I'm going to do next. It's going to take you sort of all over the island. This is sort of linked path of individual kind of adventures and scenes and vignettes that all sort of play together into one larger narrative. So that's what I'm working on next for this. But right now it's just about getting this book done into print and into people's hands. I can imagine writing a believable social-political relationship between the factions was tough. Did you draw on any real-life sources, fictional mythological influences, or anything else to guide you? So I drew on a number of real-life sources, mainly. Like, I use mythology and kind of folklore for all kinds of the monsters and beliefs, but I also drew on a number of real-life sources. The game world was directly inspired by 6th and 7th century Britain. It was a period where the population of the island was under attack, and also living in the remains of a technologically more advanced civilization, which only rarely happens in history. So it created this sort of post-apocalyptic situation. It fascinated me when I first started reading more in depth about it. So I have this book called Convert Kings. Um, it's a pretty dry academic text, but it took root in my imagination. It's a super interesting period. I remember reading it the whole time, just thinking, I want to be able to find a way to game this or hack it or chop it up into something useful. The book showed how were there all these competing lords and rulers and kings with their own takes on what religion to follow, gaining and losing power in these crazy ways. You'd, you'd have a victory in battle from one guy, and he would declare the primacy of some brand of Christianity that he believed, and his brother or cousin would come along and assassinate him or defeat him in battle, push all the lands back into pagan rule, Then that guy would be poisoned by some other ruler with their own faith. I found it really fun to take that post-apocalyptic world where this was happening, full of warfare and strife, and then add a bunch of fantasy elements to push it even further. What were your go-to musical choices while you were developing the setting? Did music have a direct effect on your creative process like a muse? Or was it something in the background, or just nothing in particular? 
So I definitely had specific music I listened to for any writing project, but it mostly consists of just old standards I use as my getting shit done songs. Songs that just motivate me to get moving on something, in this case, which was just getting words onto pages. It's an odd mix. It's not particularly closely related to the material, but it all put me into the frame of mind to write. So no particular order. Zabalba, Survive, you know, the synth pop band, Pulp, uh, with Common People and Disco 2000s go-to songs to start off a writing session. Danzig, AFI, you know, Black Sails and Sunset, Art of Drowning, that period. Uh, Integrity, Everything, Humanity is the Devil and Before, especially Love, Humanity is the Devil. VNV Nation, High on Fire, Propagandi, Shai Halud, Rival Schools, including their song Hooligans for Life, which I used to kick off anything, because it's just, I don't know, it's a stupid song, but it just makes me feel like you can accomplish whatever you want. Uh, M83, then whatever other random hardcore catches my fancy at the moment. Also movie soundtracks. A lot of times movies that I don't particularly love have great music. Interstellar being an example. It's a shit movie with a great soundtrack. Just pretty much anything that can get me writing, get me in the mood, get me moving. I'd sometimes try and theme it towards the subject, but oftentimes that made it sort of cheesy. I just listen to good stuff that I like, and it gets me going. The vibe of Ruin and Conquest looks reminiscent of the low fantasy grammy aesthetics of the late 70s and early 80s games. Do you have any standout favorite campaigns you've played or run from those style of games? So that 80s vibe into the early 90s, but definitely that 80s vibe is what I was going for. I didn't want massive cities and worldwide trade networks and flying ships and magic everywhere and shit like that. I didn't want automatons and steampunk. That stuff is fine. It's been done. In some cases, it's been done to fucking death. I have nothing to offer it. I wanted something smaller and darker. Something immersed fully in the mud and the blood of this sort of gritty existence. I was definitely inspired by the great Warhammer fantasy roleplay in Enemy Within campaign, which for me is still a gold standard in linked adventure modules. I can still open those books up, read them today, and want to run them for a new group of people. In terms of campaigns I've run... Uh, specifically. There was a really old homebrew vampire the Dark Ages campaign I ran when I was much, much younger that served as some inspiration, mainly around like the style. It was set in the Hundred Years War, and the players weren't actually vampires, but human retainers and servants involved in a long-running conflict in France. It was street-level adventuring, where the enemies were primarily other humans, but with all sorts of supernatural elements behind the scenes only rarely bursting into view. It leaned heavily on the superstitions, religious beliefs, and folklore of the players to make it an immersive world. I had a lot of fun running it. It really ignited a sort of passion in gaming for me of taking a historical setting, which I love, and just adding enough fantasy to it to really blow out the themes and ideas. And I like this idea that in these historical worlds, the people believed they were living in a fantasy setting, essentially. They believed in a lot of uh, mythical beings and divine intervention and sort of true kind of personifications of evil living in the worlds and, and having actual influence. And because of that, it can be a lot of fun to create a world that is the world they imagined they were living in, and then pushing that even a little further. So I had a lot of fun sort of running and coming up with that campaign, and it was definitely an inspiration years and years later into writing this book. The art we've seen so far in Rune and Conquest looks absolutely stunning. It gives a rundown of all the peeps involved, and how you went around tracking people down who are going to nail your aesthetic so hard. So, I mean, I just tracked down a ton of folks on Instagram and other art-sharing platforms. I had a few friends going in when I started the project. You know, Nerdgore, Joe, Adam, 
some of the others, but most of it was just reaching out to folks, telling them very briefly about the project and getting them on board. I just wanted the art to be rad and to be something I'm visually proud of. Like I selected artists I thought worked well within the aesthetic I was going for. You know, I looked through all of their stuff and I found images that I said, you know, if they just fucking drew that for me, I'd be happy. So I knew they could do it. I wasn't pushing them into some style they didn't normally do. And then I just let them do their thing. So I'd send them written direction, excerpts from the book, and like visual reference for arms and armor and costumes, etc. But beyond that, I just left a ton of freedom for the artists to determine layout, composition, details, to give them that creative freedom, let them play to their strengths. And for me, that's where you're going to get the best art. You know, I'm I'm a writer. I have a strong idea for what the look and feel and vibe I want. But in terms of individual composition of the pieces, they're going to do the best job of that. They're the artists. They're the ones doing this. I selected them for a reason. It's because they made rad shit. So I just let them do that. Um, A rundown of a bunch of the artists involved. So there's Rich, who's a nerd gore online. Definitely a go-to. There's Jamie Jordan. He did a bunch of background illustrations and like settings. Uh, Adam Chandler, who's doing a bunch of work around some of the monsters and the other races. Riza Afshar, who did a bunch of background and like environment drawings. Andrea Piparo, he did like um, these cool like gypsy dwarves called dwellers that are just out there with like crazy market fairs trying to cheat people. And he did a little goblin type creature called a K and some other stuff for me that I thought was really awesome. I just found him on Instagram and he's been a joy to work with. Uh, Dale Sirock, who's a tattooer from Manchester, did really cool stuff. Brian Profilio, he's in a band, a uh, Budos band. And he did some art um, that was really cool. He was one of the first artists I contacted and got on board. Uh, Lucas Ruggiero did this thing called a Beast Wreck, which is like a wrecked ship golem. So it's this like huge golem type creature that's just bound together pieces of wood and sail and ore from these wrecked ships that is animated by sort of like the dying energy and like the the haunted remains of the crew that died um so that's a lot of fun he does really awesome like super super detailed pen and ink work a guy named masuran uh who's moron fathers on instagram did a giant uh demon for me they're these like hell marshals that track down and pull back escape souls from the the afterlife so dude andrew marr uh andrew k marr on instagram who did uh these barrow whites who are these dead guardians of the barrows of the old kings uh matt sticker bargain bit blasphemy did a fey fey hound which are these like spiritual wolves that stalk through the other world and into our world to track their prey and can sort of like strike out of the shadows from anywhere. Uh, Sean O'Neill did Giants and then Cultists for me. Ryan Brasita, who's another tattoo artist, same as Sean O'Neill, um, is doing a bunch of different like sort of flash art, uh, as well as these uh, swamp trailers that will, they're like humanoid creatures that dwell entirely in swamps and like lakes, uh, ponds, rivers, and they will grab unsuspecting travelers, pull them under, drown them, and then eat them. Um, they're carnivorous. Theoretical Part, which is a, a Russian illustration team, um, did some really cool fight scenes and hunting scenes for me. Joe Wildlane, Old Woden, who, uh, he's a buddy of mine, and he did these really cool creatures called Ancients, 
that essentially bind dying warriors into these infernal packs um, where they live on as these uh, kind of half dead half alive just rage machines but the ancients are the ones that trick them into these packs hold their souls ransom um, and sort of collect these together for their you know infernal deeds uh, and the only way to free any of those warriors is to kill the ancient that's bound them. And then Daniel Shaw, Shaw Illustrations, a Shaw Blade, who does, did a really, really cool, super detailed, like, warrior drawing with these, like, really, really kind of rusted and battle-worn and decrepit soldiers that just looks awesome. I've been a fan of his for a really long time as well. So that's sort of a rundown of a bunch of the people. There's a couple others not mentioned in there that I'm trying to work with as well. Um, but those are the ones sort of guaranteed to be in the book. So it's a pretty long list. I found almost all of them were either friends of mine already or found through Instagram. I was just stalking a ton of artists on Instagram and made a short list and started contacting as many as I could. Was lucky enough to work with them. So that's sort of a quick rundown and an answer to the questions. Again, it's called Ruin and Conquest. It's this sort of dark fantasy low fantasy post-apocalyptic setting for rpgs it's a world that's in this state of constant endemic warfare violence a lot of folklore elements and creatures just glimpse through the mist and the fog over the next valley um there are great beasts roaming the dark forests drunken fawns in the moonlight we have demons consuming the dead destroying spirits for eternity it's a world with really dangerous magic with curses and evil things everywhere you look and it's just this really interesting world that i hope uh, folks get a chance to set their adventures in and play in um, i built a ton of random tables and generators so that you can create on the fly or in your prep sessions all the sorts of things you need from uh, locations to motivations to warbands and characters, NPCs, lords, uh, conflicts, you know, all of these different types of things that can be generated from these uh, random tables so that you can just pick and choose from them what you need and, and create some really interesting encounters and storylines for your players. Nice one, Vincent, mate. Thanks for coming on to the podcast again, talking about Ruin and Conquest. Got anything else to add, mate? Take it away. Cheers. So yeah, that's it. It's on Kickstarter. Ruin and Conquest, Adventures on the Isle of Eland. Check it out. Feel free to ask me any questions you have. Always happy to talk about it. Thanks.